Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Good morning. Good morning. It's hour two of Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. Thank you so much for including me in your day today. Your time is precious and so are you. So thank you for sharing um, both um, with me. A couple of things that are going to hit the airwaves today that you need to know about. Um, Two videos that will become instantly viral they will be widely shared um, on via the media and then via social media, and um, at least one of them will very likely provoke um, a level of outrage that will result in at least protests, if not riots, where you live. And you say to yourself, Carmen, how can you know that? <clears throat> Let me tell you what the two videos are. The police departments across the country are actively preparing today for um, the release of body cam footage of five Memphis police officers um, beating a man who subsequently died from his injuries. So yesterday, those five former Memphis police officers were charged with second-degree murder following the death of Tyree Nichols. And I I want you to go back to a time and a place like before you had ever heard the the name George Floyd, okay? Okay. Because today that day, um, because today's the day you're going to learn the name Tyree Nichols or Tyree Nichols. And um, I think there's no question that when <clears throat> when we see this video, um, we will be sickened by it. Others will be enraged to the point of violence. I have just no doubt that's what's going to happen. And so we need to prepare ourselves. Um, Tyree Nichols uh, was a 29-year-old black man. All five of the Memphis police officers are also black. After being stopped for reckless driving, um, this is uh, January the 7th, I'm pretty sure. I don't have that date right in front of me, but I'm fairly certain that's the date this took place. Um, After being stopped for reckless driving, uh, 29-year-old Nichols ran from the police, um, subsequently tased pepper sprayed, restrained, and then aggressively beaten. He was arrested. Um, He was taken to the hospital um, where he passed away three days later. In addition to the five former, now former Memphis police officers, two EMTs who treated Nichols following the incident have also been relieved of duty. Um, A partial, uh, partial audio was released yesterday um, and the response um, from the Memphis police chief is that the behavior that she witnessed um, was a failing of basic humanity. So I want you to recall how you felt, like how you physically felt when you watched the, um, the video of George Floyd dying under the knee of a police officer. I want you to, I want you to 
return to how you felt as those minutes ticked away. Um, it didn't just become harder and harder to watch. It became harder and harder to breathe. I am anticipating that watching these five officers beat a man to the point of death is going to leave us feeling equally violated, angry, helpless, fatigued, and it's going to drive some people to violence. I'm praying for a peaceful response, but I also recognize there will be some whose reactions to the video will be unrestrained. And so I want you to know that in advance. The second video that we expect to be released today, also captured on police body cam, um, is from the officers who first responded to the call in San Francisco from Paul Pelosi reporting that a man was in his house. And that man, we now know, was intent on kidnapping or doing bodily harm to then Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, the, the wife of Paul Pelosi. She was not at home at the time. Um, the man attacked her husband, Paul, striking him in the head while officers actually stood just steps away in the doorway. So that violent video, that violent act is also going to be um, uh, publicly available and it will be widely broadcast as well. And so I just want to pause and acknowledge the effect that watching violence has upon us, particularly when we know it's real. It really happened. It was really perpetrated by real people against real people with very real detrimental results. And watching that kind of violence has real physical and emotional consequences for each of us as viewers. Two things happen simultaneously. First, we become desensitized to actually witnessing further violence, and we become more violent ourselves. So what do we do? I um, encourage you to focus on the people. In particular, focus on the person being attacked. Focus on the need for a savior. Focus on the reality that in order for people to be saved, help has to come from the outside when sin explodes upon the scene. God does not fail to be present when sin rages. God is right there beholding the sinner and holding the one being struck down. So we need to pray in advance of watching, and we need to pray as the world responds to what is it's going to see today. Um, so maybe you've got an app on your phone um, that helps you track where crime or protests are actively occurring in your city. If so, love for you to share what app you're using with me on the text line, 877-933-2484. I know folks who use Citizen. I know folks who use Spot Crime, two apps um, you might want to check out. Um, let's let's be mindful. Let's be mindful to pray today um, as the world is likely to rage. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. Paul AC is joining us now from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? 
Well, I am well. I'm wondering if you have some thoughts on the influence of video and how it makes us feel. I know you um, you heard the open to the show, and there are folks already on the text line saying, hey, I don't think people are going to respond negatively. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Help yeah. us understand the influence that video has upon us. You know, video is an amazingly influential uh, form of media, right? I think that, that that's that's one of the reasons why I do what I do at Plugged In, um, because we know how influential it can be. And now, obviously, a lot of times I'm talking about it in a fictional context, right? We're, we're going to be talking probably about the Oscars a little bit later, and we can talk a little bit about that more. But But when you see something happen to somebody else, when you are brought into that moment, it brings a new power and a new urgency to it. It's very different, I think, from from reading it in in, in like a newsflash on Facebook or in a newspaper or whatnot. Uh, when you see this act happen, it calls you to put yourself in the place of the victim. It encourages you to 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 step into their shoes for a minute. And and yeah, it can be incredibly powerful. And and honestly, in a lot of ways, I think it should be powerful. We should be impacted by what we see on the news. Hopefully not to violence, hopefully not to 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 lash out because that never really helps anything, but but we should be impacted by what we see because that's where change happens. Okay, let's um let's pivot and let's talk about um videos, movies that people have seen, lots of them. The Oscar nominees have been announced. Um are there particular things you want to direct our attention to? Well, you know, again, since we're talking about these these powerful images, let me just point out a couple of things. The, the Best Picture nominees are filled with a very huge allotment of, of different types of movies. All Quiet on the Western Front is, a, is a, a foreign movie, actually, that's on Netflix. And that brings to uh, the forefront sort of the power and horrible awfulness of war. It is a gripping, gripping drama. Now, it's not family-friendly. Uh, it's not something that you would want your whole family sitting down to watch. But in terms of what we're talking about, as far as the influence of video, All Quiet on the Western Front is a fantastic example of that. There are some family-friendly things that landed in the best picture conversation and some movies that people have actually seen, which is kind of a rarity for Oscars. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, took a spot in the best picture field. Uh, and I know that lots and lots of people have seen that. Avatar, The Way of Water, which is making billions of dollars literally at the box office, also got a nod. We had uh, Elvis, uh, has made $151 million at the box office. That also was nominated for best picture. Uh, the, the top, the top uh, nominee is, is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. It snagged 11 nominations and and actually, it made $70 million at the box office, which for a, a leading Best Picture nominee uh, is kind of surprising. We just don't see that kind of, of populism, if you will, in the Oscar Derby very often. But this is a rare year. Um, all right. I, I want to point out that Ryan Lott, who's a Christian composer, um, also a couple of nominations for his work, um, and and that is related to the movie that Paul just mentioned, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and uh, and, and the soundtrack of it. Um, we're going to talk next about the Razzie nominations, and we're also going to talk about Plugged In Movie Award nominees. All of that up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. 
As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. I want to wake up, I want to restart, put the drum beat back in my heart. I need to be revived, bring me back to life. All right, we're talking with Paul Acey from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. Um, Paul, I'll just come right out and tell you, most folks on the text line are wishing that The Chosen um, was getting more nods from more places. They are getting a Movie Guide Award nomination. Um, so you can talk about the Razzies. You can talk about Movie Guide Awards. You can talk about Plugged In Movie Awards. It's award season. <laughs> it's award season. And man, I tell you what. It gets a little bit, they all sort of blur together after a while, right? Uh, I did want to mention The Chosen, though, because The Chosen, I know that there's so many people who love it. And it is it is one of the best, the best entertainment products from a purely Christian point of view that, that we might have ever seen, honestly. You know, it's not going to get a lot of nominations because it's a TV show, so it would probably go into a different category, uh, but I do think it's a wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, man, I tell you what, what they have done with that program is incredible, bringing that depth that I, I don't think a lot of other uh, products have really done before. Um, we love, um, you know, we just love The Chosen and at our house and are looking forward to, you know, the, the next installment. Talk with us a little bit about um, Plugged In Movie Award nominees. Um, what are what are you guys directing people toward? Yeah, so we just released our Plugged In nominees. I feel really bad about leading into this after we're saying there's really too many awards. But these, <laughs> these, Carmen, are the only ones that truly matter. Well, they're only uh, every, they're the only ones that should be truly coveted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We don't actually give out awards. I wish we did. Maybe we'll we'll try to figure out a way to do that. But every year, uh, the plugged in staff, we sit down and we hammer out what we think are the best movies in four categories: uh, best best movies for kids, teens, adults, and best Christian movie. Uh, the conversation, honestly, that we have between ourselves, it's it's one of my very very favorite meetings of the year. Uh, this year went up for two and a half hours. Us talking there, about our there, favorite movies. Popcorn? Oh my! I feel goodness, like it should be should held be. like in a, like a bit of like a theater setting, and <laughs> there should be popcorn, and it should be live streamed. Well, I am glad you mentioned that, Carmen, because actually, when we make we we were just debated over our nominees, but we are actually going to be debating and fighting over who will win the plugged in pluggy on a live stream March seventh on our site. So, what? if you want to hear, okay, yeah, that's super no fun. Doubt, it's going to be super fun. There's even talk about throwing us into tuxes and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. <sighs> Because I don't know if anybody wants to see me in a tux, but uh, it should be super fun because the conversations can get spirited. Let us just say. Uh, so if you wanted to turn into to that uh, March 7th, you can. In the meantime, we would love for people to vote on what they think 
are the very, very best movies that they saw in the past calendar year. We're going to be releasing a series of blogs uh, next week, kind of unpacking uh, our five nominees in each of those four categories. Uh, and they're free to come by and vote on which one they think the best is or write in what you think we missed. I think that that's part of the fun of these things, right? Totally. All right. We have uh, people on the text line saying they can't hardly wait for the release of Jesus Revolution. That's just uh, now less than a month away. So we will certainly um, have conversations about that when um, when it draws near. Talk with us about Justin Bieber. Um, what does it mean that he has sold his music rights? I mean, does that mean he can't sing his own songs anymore? Like, what, what does that mean? You know, it's a really controversial, it, it, it's a very strange thing when you sell your movie or your, your music rights to, to somebody else, because you do sort of lose a little bit of power to it. What it means in the short term is that Bieber has become extremely rich, even richer than he was. Uh, the deal is valued at over two hundred million dollars uh it's a it's pretty staggering to tell you the truth uh but but he can still do his own songs you know there's 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 clauses in there that allows him to do that uh but it does get very strange when you're talking about re-releasing things several several years ago there was a lot of controversy when michael jackson bought the beatles uh catalog of albums uh, and there was there was a great deal of uh, controversy over that. And the Beatles, the, the former Beatles members really tried to get those back in the fold so they would have the rights to do whatever they wanted with them. So it's it's always an interesting thing. But I guess if I had a music catalog that was worth hundreds of million do- millions of dollars, I might I might consider selling it myself. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, we just had a question on the text line and um, and you have a review of it posted at pluggedin.com. So tell us about Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist is a fathom event, which means it's in theaters only for a very, very short amount of time. Uh, It'll probably be gone in the next couple of days. So if you want to see it, you want to see it quickly. Uh, This is this takes place six months after the rapture. uh, And essentially, we're dealing with some of the characters who people are familiar with from the books. They are grieving over lost loved ones. Buck Williams, an intrepid reporter, is trying to get down to uh, why all these people disappeared because the experts are saying, of course, it's not the rapture. Uh, So that's sort of where the story picks up. Um, We, let's be honest, the left behind movies have not been chosen quality, I don't think. Uh, This one is a modest step up in terms of quality. Some of the writing is pretty good. Some of the acting is pretty good. Uh, there's still room for growth, I would say. Uh, I think that the, the movie can get better. But in terms of in terms of its family friendliness, you're going to be dealing with sort of broadcast TV level violence. You're going to be dealing with just a hint of sensuality. Uh, so for families, it's if, if you're a fan of the Left Behind books, uh, this is something that is probably navigable. All right. And um, a question from a listener about whether or not they can go to plug in plugged in um, to help them know, like, what to watch on streaming services. And so I have said, yes, scroll around on the site. Um, But like, it's not like you specifically review what's happening on Disney Plus. It's that things that are on Disney Plus are going to show up as reviewed um, different places on plugged in dot com. Is that is that That, right? Is that, that accurate? 
That is absolutely right. You know, the streaming world has has brought in a whole new level of complexity to our jobs. And it's great because uh, it's it's always nice to have more content to choose from, right? But but yes, if you're interested in something, whether it's in theaters, whether it's on TV, whether it's on a streaming service, if people are talking about it, chances are we have a review of it. And if we don't, let us know because we're always really responsive to to what our readers, what our users really want to hear about. So so hopefully we'll have what you need. Look for it on the site. Uh, we do movies, TV, video games, music, books even. So uh, hopefully we'll have something that you might be interested in reading about. Okay. Well, so we were just um, talking earlier about a YouTube channel called Study Hall. And so now we might want a review of that. Oh, you know what? In the our, YouTube, our, in the YouTube section, you got it. You got it. Our uh, YouTube reviewer Kennedy is always looking for ideas, so I will definitely mention that to him in in an hour or so, as a matter of fact. So awesome! We'll get that awesome. for you soon. We love that. All right, Paul. As always, thank you so much. That's Paul AC. You can find what we we're talking about today and so much more at pluggedin.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. All right, I don't have the date in front of me, but Lent is coming because Easter is coming. And February. Says, yeah. Oh, thank you, Paul. You're always, <laughs> you're just always on the ready to bail me out. February the 22nd is Ash Wednesday. And so we want to be thinking in advance about preparing ourselves for the season of Lent. Like, you got to get ready now in order that you can, during Lent, get ready for the events of Holy Week and ultimately Good Friday and Easter. And so how are you going to do that? Well, we um, here at Faith Radio are going to be reading through the Bible together. We're going to have a Lenten series. You can sign up for it at MyFaithRadio.com. But we just thought it would be helpful to start talking about Lenten resources that are available. And so Cindy Bunch is going to join us next. Um, The six-week Lenten journey that we're featuring today is called A Just Passion. What does justice have to do with Lent? Like, and what does it look like to walk our faith out during the season of Lent um, with particular practices of justice? That's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about some justice practices in addition to studying justice-oriented texts in order that, well, we could have a just passion. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. What does it mean to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God? What does it mean for you and I to adopt and um, and actually live out the character and the ways of the one who acknowledged that he came to proclaim good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom to captives? I mean, on and on and on. When we talk about what it looks like to be a Christian in the world today, we have to have conversations about justice and what that means and what it looks like in the lived Christian experience. 
In order to help us have that conversation, Cindy Bunch is joining us today. She's the vice president for InterVarsity Press Editorial. She's also the author of Be Kind to Yourself. Um, She is joining us to talk about A Just Passion. It's a six-week Lenten journey. It has lots of authors, um, and it is going to help us during the season of Lent to actually be people of a just passion. So a just passion today. Cindy, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Thank you, Carmen. Glad to be here. So what a um what an incredible um variety of authors that you have uh who participated in um in the crafting of this particular work. Um if we could, I, I would actually like to start with something that you share in the introduction, and that is um an excerpt from Spiritual Disciplines Handbook by Mm. Adele Calhoun, Um, because I feel like the definition of justice that she offers is is so rich. I'll I'll read it, and then you can help us reflect on it. Justice seeks to help others through correcting and redressing wrongs. It treats others fairly and shows no favoritism. Talk with us about not just like what justice is as a concept out there, but what justice looks like when it's lived out in real time. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, so, so she continues with a list of some of the qualities of a, of a godly person of, of justice, um, including loving others by seeking their good and treating people impartially and fairly providing for the poor and needy, being responsible to God and others, being a good steward and and it could include activities like volunteering for prison ministry um, or maybe um, taking a stand on uh, refusing to buy certain kinds of products that that you feel are exploitative to the workers that make them. Um, so it's so it's both uh, an attitude um, and and an action. So that um, bringing faith to bear um, on mm-hmm. real life. I feel like that's what this entire Lenten experience is designed to do. Um, it's not just that I'm going to think about who Jesus was and what he did in terms of making his way to Jerusalem and ultimately to the cross, but how Jesus um, demonstrated what it means to live as a person of justice in a very unjust culture and time. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And Lent is an ideal time to think about these things because Lent is a season in which we turn to repentance, in which we explore um, our own hearts, confess our sins um, as we prepare for the coming of Christ. Uh, so it's an ideal time to think about what does it mean? Are, are we are we committing injustice anywhere in our lives or could we be more active for the work of justice in the world? So let me just say, Cindy, that that is maybe the most honest question I've ever heard asked um, mm. in in terms of why I, as a, a person who experiences a lot of privilege, um, mm. how I might choose to engage during the season of Lent in in a more deeper or in a deeper exploration um, of justice and injustice in my world, like not, not just in the world and not just over the course of human history, but like in my world, in my real experience, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what you're inviting people into in this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. What, what is, 
some everyday action that we can take um, that that would make a difference that would shift us more towards the ways of God. So just yesterday, my husband and I had reason to drive into the city near where we live and um, have an appointment. And um, so, you know, we, I probably like everybody, like it's a challenge to find a parking garage and, and, you know, and, you know, you're just like, they're not charging for parking, parking like every 20 minutes. I'm like, this is so crazy. Anyway, so we find a parking garage and as we're driving in, I take note of the fact that it doesn't matter how we exit the garage we are going to, at that exit door, be encountered by and have an encounter with um, a person who is needing help, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Right, and a, a clearly unhoused person. You can tell because they're all their belongings are there with them. And um, and as I took note of this of this man as we drove into the parking garage, I said to my husband, "We need to be prepared." for our encounter with him when we come through that door, you know, like recognizing that's the door we're coming out of when we come out of the garage. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, when we came through the door, um, you know, I made eye contact with him and I think he was just so surprised to have a person initiate with him. Mm, yes. <laughs> Instead of him having to initiate, I mean, he was like literally like surprise. I mean, like a surprise in his eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I just said, you know, are you doing okay or do you need some help? And and he said, I I could use a little help, you know, buying something to eat tonight. And I said, all right, well, and my husband was prepared and, you know, like, right, because we're we're prepared for that. And Mm -hmm. um, and so as I hit it, he said, where are you guys from? And I said, well, you know, we live here. And he said, nobody who lives here ever helps. Mm, wow. And because I live in a city, because I live in a city that is, you know, like just filled with people who visit, like we are a tourist city. Um, he was so surprised that a person who lives in his city would be concerned about him. Now, that mm. is heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, and he was not the only person, obviously, who we encountered from our walk to the garage to the office building where we had our meeting and back. And so there is this point that you do say to yourself, OK, I cannot help everyone, but I can help this one. And I didn't change the reality of his life circumstance. Like I recognize mm-hmm. that I'm I am maybe buying him a sandwich for one night. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not changing his ultimate reality. But I do hope that I changed his you know, perspective for a moment on who his neighbors are. Mm, yes, yes. And I, I think it's so important just to look a person in the eye and respond respectfully, even if it's no. I I, mm-hmm. I try to just always, you know, respond to them <laughs> as a human being, as I would any other person that spoke to me. Um, so I think that's an important part of what you're saying. Um, and then we can look, you know, when we think about justice, we could think about different scales of, so there's that, that sort of question we all engage of what do we do with the one person that's asking me for something, but then, you know, well, is there, is there some larger kind of giving we can do to an organization that is trying to solve housing problems, for example? So, so we can think of these on the micro scale, and then we can, you know, maybe we make a, a donation at times to, uh, another organization that that is trying to get into the big picture as well. We're talking um, with Cindy Bunch. She's the editor of A Just Passion. It's a six-week Lenten journey. Um, Multiple authors whose names and work you would recognize 
um, and absolutely be blessed by, if you're looking for a, um, a Lenten study and you are a person who is ready to contemplate and confront injustice, like that's the nexus of, of who we're looking to share the copies that we have to give away today. Um, and so if that's you, please text the word book to 877 933 Again, we're giving away copies of A Just Passion. It's a six-week Lenten journey. But, you know, I, I, I want to highlight, right, it is a journey um, into a conversation about justice. Um, if you're ready to, like, hold in tension the immense weight and hope of the Lenten season and the challenges that we face individually and corporately as a people— um, maybe this is the book for you. If so, text the word book to 877-933-2484. We're going to continue our conversation with Cindy Bunch in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Maybe you're thinking in this new year you'd like to change the world. Well, you can start by changing the world for one child. We're partnering with One Child Again, and you can sponsor a child now at MyFaithRadio.com. What happens when you sponsor a child through One Child? Well, you're going to be linked to a boy or a girl who lives in a country other than your own, uh, and you're going to help supply for their tangible needs. Yes, they're going to receive the gospel of Jesus, but they're also going to receive educational assistance, supplemental food, clothing, health care services, and opportunities for love, friendship, and encouragement. The cost is just $39 a month, and you can sponsor a child right now at MyFaithRadio.com. So if you want to change the world this year, why don't you start by changing the world for one child? Sponsor a child today at MyFaithRadio.com. It gets so hard, just trying to figure it out, fighting down, trying to believe God, trying to watch the words of my mouth and stay on the right. trouble. Continuing our conversation with Cindy Bunch, she's the... Um, the editor of a Lenten devotional called A Just Passion. We're inviting you into the conversation. We're giving away copies of A Just Passion today from our friends at InterVarsity Press. You can text the word book to 877-933-2484. Um, Cindy, let's, um, let's actually get a little bit into, um, into the material. I, uh, I'm looking at Thursday, the first Thursday of the study. Esau mm-hmm. Macaulay is the uh, is the author of this particular um, devotional, Agency for Change. So the text is familiar. It comes from Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Um, and I love what Esau talks about in here in terms of the value of the undervalued. Can you just um, take people a little bit into this? Sure, sure. Well, I want to note that um, I'm glad you highlighted Esau McCauley, um, who is uh, an African-American man, associate professor of New Testament at Wheaton College, and someone we can learn from, um, regardless of our ethnicity or um, perspective. And, And I think that's part of growing in our journey of understanding justice and injustice is learning from uh, new voices that we might mm. not have been exposed to. Um, so I think that the the, uh, the very act of reading new voices is a way to to spiritually um, grow in our in our understanding of these things. So I just I just want to affirm 
um, that and the inclusion of voices like this. There's a wide uh, variety of voices uh, in in this volume, and um, uh, yeah, and he he takes us, as you said, into this sort of theme of uh, even more deeply of how we can learn um, from from the poor, which is something that, that, you know, we see again and again in scripture and it's worth stopping and pondering. Why, why are the poor so often mentioned? An author um, who is included um, in, uh, in this, I mean, it's just a beautiful compilation. Um, mm, and I think mm-hmm. I'll, I'll refer to that. Um, Ruth Haley Barton, probably quite familiar to many of our listeners Um and she is the author uh, of the first Saturday uh, mm-hmm. in this devotional, Sabbath Economy. I I found this um, particularly striking as a person who um, does not often slow down, maybe as much as God would prefer, um, the value of rest um, and the mm-hmm. importance of rest in um, in the conversation about justice. Can you can you um, talk a little bit about this idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's easy, uh, I think, to exhaust ourselves as we start to move into some of these questions of wanting to do more to make a difference in the world uh, and feeling that pull. Um, but needing to remember that it is it is God that is our strength. It is God who um, makes things happen. You know, it is not us. It's not our own power. So it so if we allow ourselves to get pulled into overworking, um, we, we actually then aren't necessarily letting God lead in, in the way that, um, that he might desire. Um, so Sabbath practice helps us to remember that we're human, we have limits, and that we're dependent on God, and God will do what God wants to do with or without us, right? Um, so we can have a little rest. Um, and indeed, you know, Ruth points out it is one of the commandments. Um, so it's something we need to think about: uh, is are are we following um, the, the command um, in, to to rest on the seventh day of each week? Um, this this volume builds in then a Sabbath each week. So there are six um, entries for each week, and there's there's one day off. Um, so that you can take a Sabbath, whether you read your reading on that day or not, uh, or you could catch up if you missed a day. Um, so it makes it a little bit guilt-free as well. All right, we're talking about a just passion. It is a six-week Lenten journey. Cindy Bunch is the uh, is the editor and the compiler, and she's here with us from InterVarsity Press. Uh, one of the voices that maybe won't be um, familiar to everyone, but if you're a regular listener to Mornings with Carmen, you have heard Terry Wildman on a couple of mm. occasions. He's the lead translator um, of the project, the First Nations Version, founder of Rain Ministries, um, and he's uh, he's been with us here on a couple of occasions. I just really appreciated um, that it's it's an excerpt; it's a portion mm-hmm. of scripture from, um, you know, from the First Nations version of the Bible, and it's offered without commentary. And I thought, um, when I read that, Cindy, I thought that's a commentary in and of itself, just letting the Word of God stand for what it is, but in a 
um, in a translation, in a version that most people will have never imagined. <laughs> like, they just mm-hmm. won't even have, wouldn't, would not have imagined that this is what the word of God would sound like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it opens up then the word in a new way to, to look at it through this slightly different lens and and wording when jesus is called creator sets free uh for example um so so beautiful um so yes so we and and again gives us a new voice to look to and and learn from which in itself can be part of our journey in understanding justice and injustice yeah i love that jesus is referred to as creator sets free Mm -hmm. jerusalem as village of peace and the enemy as just straight up the trickster, like, right. Mm-hmm. He's also, yeah. you know, also, yeah. also the accuser, but I just, I mean, I just like, so appreciate, um, I, I appreciate it in particular and, and because I've had the privilege of talking with Terry as well. Um, I just loved the inclusion of that. Um, uh, so when you think about your hope for this particular devotional uh, experience during Lent, like what's your hope for this project? Um, well, I do hope that it might be an encouragement to people to uh, practice Lent if they never have, or a resource for, for people who do routinely practice Lent. Um, I hope uh, that it will be doable and accessible, not overwhelming. It's it's brief, just you know, a page or two each day, um, and give practices um, to people that they can take away into their faith journey broadly, as well as a, a justice journey. Cindy, thank you um, so much. Can we pray for you and for this project? Certainly. Thank you. Father, what a gift. What a gift to be able to come into your presence in shared prayer and find one another as brothers and sisters in Christ before your throne on equal footing. Um, So Hmm. thank you so much um, that you show no partiality um, and help us to do likewise. We want to be people who do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with you. And we need you to help us by the power of your spirit and the encouragement of one another. And so thank you for Cindy. Thank you for each and every one of the writers featured um, in this project. Father, we ask your blessing upon it as it goes forth to draw people into not only just conversations about what justice looks like, but to live it out in our lives. Grant your grace sufficient to the living of these days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. What a blessing. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's Cindy Bunch. You can find her at InterVarsity Press. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Hey, um, as we enter into this day and we enter into the world that God so loves and we seek to do so as agents of uh, agents of grace and ministers of reconciliation and people of peace, I'm going to encourage you to be praying actively today for others who are listening um, right now. We've got a friend who is asking specifically for prayers for um, treatments related to radiation. Um, she's... Uh, She's got a grandson with her, and so she needs energy. Um, let's be praying for the recovery of physical strength today and for the encouragement of one another. Another listener um, reminding us to be praying today 
um, and encouraging the police officers in our own communities and those in authority. Good reminder, good reminder as we enter into this day um, where, you know, police departments across the country are preparing for people to see a video um, that is going to, uh, you know, likely spark negative reactions. Let's be thanking police officers in our own community. Let's be acknowledging the difficulty of their jobs. Let's be encouraging them today um, as they seek to do justice and love mercy and walk humbly with our God. Each and every one of you um, have a great weekend and God bless. Again, thank you so much for including me in your day. Lots of resources available and things to sign up for at MyFaithRadio.com. Reminder, also, you can grab the show notes later today, either at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you subscribe to your podcast. This is Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.